5: Green Zone here on VEASAN. I'm Jeff Parles, Wes Reynolds alongside. Happy to be with you here on a Saturday afternoon here in Las Vegas at Circa. As always, the show brought to you by BetMGM. Wes, let's, uh, let's uh, get a little update from you on how your guy uh, Bo Hogue is doing at the 3M Open. Uh, again, Wes, you, you had Mr. Hogue. At over a hundred to one to win the tournament this week.
3: Yeah, one ten to one. He is now plus three twenty at BetMGM. He's the current leader by one. Cameron Tringali now at nine to two. He is eleven under par, four under on his round today, so he is an outright second. And then a cavalcade of players tied for third: Pat Perez, Jimmy Walker, Gary Woodland, Maverick McNeely, all at three under par. Woodland at plus seven fifty, along with McNeely. Cameron Champ currently at 16-1. to And then going down a little bit to the guys at 9-under bar, BVP does post a number, a nice little 66, so he is 9-under bar. He is tied at 7-under with seemingly like about 20 players right now, including Ricky Fowler. Cameron Champ actually now back at nine under. Johnny Vegas, who's another guy I have at nine under. Roger Sloan, Ryan Armour were the final broke Roger Sloan absolutely slipped here. He was about a two shot leader earlier in this round. He is now just even at nine under par. Uh, Jonathan Bird, Charles Swartzel, a lot of guys in the mix here. But right now, Bo Hogue talks the board at 12 under par.
5: Yeah, and uh, again, uh, Tringali uh, was only the third player of the day to reach the 12th and two mm-hmm. made the putt for eagle and that's why tringali uh only a shot behind hoag right now it's hard everyone to believe on the back never
3: won a pga tour of it he's always
5: he, he's always been competitive like, yes it's, uh top top fives in multiple tournaments I, I'm with you. kind of surprising he's yeah, never I been able the to only, host a trophy.
3: The only one, and I can't remember who his partner is right off the top of my head. He won that old, uh, what they used to call the Shark Shootout that they have in Naples, that little unofficial team event that they play in September at Tiberon Golf Club. And that's the only thing he ever won. And I looked at Tringali because he kind of stood out on the stats this week, but I was like, he's in like the low 30-to-1 range, and I just can't. He's just a guy that never seems to get home when you've got an outright on him. So I had to take a pass on him, but he's currently just one shot back of Bo Hogue.
5: And as you said, a, uh, co- a big collection at 10, a big, co- an even bigger collection at at uh, 9 yes. under par right now. And again, Scorefest is always at the 3M Open. A few minutes away from starting in Boston, we'll go there, the Yankees and the Red Sox. Uh, numbers starting to dip a little bit on the Sox. Uh, Still mostly minus 170 out there. Bet MGM at minus 180. So minus 160 out there as well on the Sox. Again, Boston has taken the first two in this series from the Yankees. Uh, come from behind fashion on Thursday. they Also come from behind fashion yesterday, even though the comeback was a lot earlier than it was on Thursday night. Triple for Chris Bryan
3: here with two outs in the bottom of Ooh. the fifth. All tied at two. So, uh... Javi Baez is going to try to see if he can bring Chris Bryant in, who missed the last couple games now back in the lineup. So Chris Bryant with the three-bagger here. Two outs, all tied at two in Wrigley.
5: So uh, that's uh, Cubs-Diamondbacks bottom five. That is uh, that is now a bigger sweat than it already was. You needed a comeback from the Diamondbacks mm-hmm. in the top half of the inning to uh, at least get your push on the uh, first five money line on Arizona. Now you got to get Baez out. Again, Merrill Kelly, who's been – Really the only consistent pitcher for Arizona is Baez with a pop-up to first base, and that is put away, and we are through five, and this game is tied at two. So all first five money lines have pushed, and if you bet the Diamondbacks plus the half run in the first five, you came home west.
3: Under got the money, too, both in the first five and the full game. So first five under is good to go. Now going to the top of the six at Wrigley, all tied at two.
5: Uh, the Red Sox, Going back to the Red Sox and the Yankees here, West. we discussed it a little bit uh, before that the Yankees, the Yankees need to win at least one of these two games for their season, not to be probably completely toast, at least from an AL East perspective. But uh, and we have about 30 seconds here before we uh, welcome in our guest. Uh, but Nelson Cruz traded to the Tampa Bay Rays. Yes. Uh, I took a little bit of Tampa immediately after that trade was announced at plus 160. Only a game behind Boston. I thought that price was way too steep on on Tampa. And maybe
3: good on you because I got to think that they have to get an arm. That they got to get somebody in that starting rotation, whether Barrios is out there or Herman or somebody like that. But Tampa Bay
5: definitely needs another arm. Well, they they flipped around and traded Rich Hill to the Mets the other day. But again, they're kind of like the Patriots. When they think they're done with someone, they usually are actually done. It is the green zone here on Vison He's Wes Reynolds. I'm Jeff Parles. Uh, we're gonna go. We're gonna go. Uh, go a little bit south of here, Wes. Uh, just hop on I-15. Get off at. Uh, get off at either. Uh, get off at Russell. Uh, do the little flip around into the garage over there at Mandalay Bay. The senior race and sportsbook manager over at Mandalay Bay, uh, Mike Piranio, with us right now. Mike, uh, thanks for being with us today. And I want to just start off with the news that uh, broke uh, last night that some sportsbooks uh, pulled Green Bay Packer future uh, 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 divisional odds and uh, win totals off the board. How are you guys handling that over at BetMGM with the news that Rodgers may be stepping away from the game this upcoming week?
2: Yeah, it's kind of interesting how that's all playing out and that's kind of something we were going to talk about too cuz all of a sudden the, it, the interesting part is how it's effective us. So we don't really care about the Green Bay money and all that that you know the futures on that are in so we're, if he doesn't play those, those bets look good to us but <laughs> uh we have a huge huge non-stop betting on the Buccaneers the minute he made that announcement including you know Five figure bets, middle five figures. And, and uh, so him retiring evidently means that Buccaneers are a lock to win the Super <laughs> Bowl because that is where we're getting access. We're a seven figure loser on the Bucks for the Super Bowl right now, but uh, I'm pretty confident in the, the that MGM traders. They, we had that kind of liability with the Atlanta Hawks and they got through the NBA. So that's a long ways away. Lots can happen. Uh, but that's pretty big liability for us uh, this far out from uh, the Super Bowl to have a seven-figure loss. And you know they weren't, to be honest, they weren't that big of odds to start with. They won last year, so it's it's probably a good money for us to take. Uh, it's tough to repeat two years in a row, so uh, I think we're pretty good on that. But we are seeing a ton of action. Evidently, the only team that can beat Tampa Bay is uh, Green Bay. <laughs>
3: Right, and and I with, was just, with Rogers. Right. <laughs> right, and I was just looking at this, Mike, because I was trying to see, okay, if we gotten any kind of a drift on on some of these teams in the NFC that are, I think, are viable Super Bowl contenders, and uh, one of them being the Los Angeles Rams. We saw some people earlier this week. I think it was twelve to one, pretty much market consensus, and it moved up to as high as fourteen, is what I saw, and that's where you guys have the Rams right now. Because Cam Akers ruled out for the season. I thought that's kind of a little bit of a drift on a running back here. Matt Stafford used to not having running back support in Detroit. Only 1,000-yard rusher in his entire decade-plus up there in Detroit. So, was just looking a little bit on the board here. And, you know, the Bucks. you guys currently have them at 7-1. to 49ers, though, at 12-1. to So, uh, have you gotten some support for San Francisco? I know people think it's going to be a bounce-back year, but didn't expect necessarily they'd be ahead of the rams on the odds board.
2: Yeah, I mean I, I, it's kind of strange. Uh, I've never I mean I know he didn't have anything at Detroit, but I'm I've never been a big fan of St- Stafford and I'm not sure they got a better quarterback than the one they gave up. I mean, he had a bad year, but uh, he also was in the Super Bowl. <laughs> so I I I guess those guys know what they're doing. They get paid a lot of money to be scouts and coaches. So maybe there's some kind of problem uh, with golf, but uh, it seems to me like uh, the court. I, if I had to choose one of those, I would take the younger one and, and flip a coin, maybe. But uh, it seems like everyone thinks that's a huge improvement. That'll we'll we'll see if it is. Uh, it, to me, it doesn't seem like a huge improvement. But if he does take off in the, at uh, in LA, that's going to really show you how bad the Detroit team was. And let's see what they do this year if they're that bad.
5: Mike Piranio with us right now here on the uh, Green Zone on V-CIN. Wes Reynolds alongside me, Jeff Parles. Uh, Mike, uh, looking at the AFC side of things, of course, Kansas City is the favorite to win the Super Bowl, favorite to win the AFC. Uh, Is there any other team that has uh, stacked up a little bit of liability for you guys on the AFC side?
2: but it's kind of interesting we have a little little we and it's partly because we're in Nevada here I don't know overall around the country if we were looking at our overall liability but in Nevada we are always getting well, former San Diego Chargers, now LA Charger money, and uh, they seem to. Uh, we're getting some money on that, and pretty decent money once in a while. Uh, the problem with that is that it's the same division as Kansas City, but maybe that's not a problem if you're going to, you know, win and get to the Super Bowl. You get, you're probably going to have to beat them somewhere. <laughs> so why not uh, it, during the season and eliminate them from the playoffs? But uh, that seems like a tall task. But uh, the odds are obviously better. It's uh, a lot of the Super Bowl betting is on how. how how big a uh, how much return you can get for it Uh, although at seven to one that people are still hammering the bucks it's amazing
3: Mike, I'll flip over to NBA really quickly. We now have an NBA champion here in 2021. It is the Milwaukee Bucks, first time in 50 years. And Milwaukee Bucks currently 8-1 to at BetMGM, so basically the second choice in the Eastern Conference. And I always kind of marvel when you get the general media that are covering sports betting now, like they've already got prices out for next year, like immediately after the game ends, knowing that, you know, this has already been set up to, to be released after the game. But currently right now, Nets... Favorite here at two and a quarter Lakers, nine to two bucks, eight to one warriors and jazz respectively at 12 Phoenix, by the way, at 14 to one, the runner up in the Western conference champs. But have you already seen some action on the futures for next year? Do you got some folks basically waiting a little bit? We're going to have the draft next week, and then we're going to have free agency, not a lot of really big tickets though, in terms of the free agent market this year in the NBA. So have you already had some people take a poke at this futures market?
2: Yeah, it's not not very much. I mean, they you're right, we try to have something out and and uh unless we know you or we need it, we're not going to take huge money this early, but uh yeah, they're going to kind of it's just too early for that. And you know, it's still I mean, sports betting's taking off and lots of other sports are picking up, but the minute we get two or three four weeks even out of preseason it's all NFL all the time uh, and uh, it's kind of an afterthought if they if they bet anything NBA future wise so uh, and now with the Olympics going uh, it's amazing we actually had some sharps hit us on this USA France Olympics so if you want to talk basketball I, I can tell you that line went from seventeen all the way down to eleven and a half then we got some take back and it's back up to, I think to around twelve and a half I haven't gotten an update in a couple hours but uh, after their loss. Uh, everyone kind of got off the USA bandwagon which is probably not a good idea it just seems hard to believe that uh, that line moved that much but uh, you know the, the USA does have the best players but they don't have the chemistry and they don't play together so that's important and a lot of these uh, national teams they, they have people that played together for some of them 10 20 years some of the guys are older
5: Mike uh, let's let just let's just stay right there with the Olympics. Uh... Uh, you said, obviously, uh, that Team France took, uh, took a whole bunch of money, and now the uh, the market uh, going back the other way on that matchup, which will be a 5 a.m. Pacific, 8 a.m. Eastern start tomorrow between Team USA and, and Team France in men's basketball. But now with the Olympics underway in full, uh, how has the action been just across the board? I know the smaller events uh, uh, won't be hit too hard, but has there been anything that has been hit uh, at your book uh, for, from uh, people betting it so far?
2: Now there's uh, the Olympics don't and so far anyway no big uh, big betting and the handle's low uh, there's small bets on it except for that USA France and that was you know that to move that much I can tell you that was sharps that hit us on that uh, and I, maybe some of them took back uh, and that's why it went back to twelve and a half playing the middle but uh, uh, that was uh, we were shocked and surprised kind of about that especially when it's on France and you know uh I think the USA lost to Nigeria was it I I, I just yes. don't, I think that's you know reaction overblown reaction to that and and uh those guys may even have a chip on their shoulder but you know when the sharps hit us it tells us you know I would definitely stay off that game and see what happens cuz uh, that's interesting uh, to move that much although we you know it's not like it's NBA we're going to move it with lesser money on the Olympics obviously
3: Mike, I'm looking at the current Olympic betting menu here at BetMGM, and we just talked about the basketball. I know you've got soccer up, you've got tennis up, and a couple of the other team sports, uh, volleyball baseball, even table tennis, I'm seeing up uh, available to bet at BetMGM. Uh, What else do you guys plan on putting up? I know there's some limitations in terms of what sports you can put up in terms of like right here in Nevada, in terms of anything that has judging. So probably not expecting to see gymnastics being put up. But what do you think you guys are going to put up here later in the week on the menu?
2: Yeah, you know it's interesting too, and I'll be interested uh, because I believe I saw boxing was starting. Yes, too. yes. So uh, technically, that's judged, and but it's always judged in here. So uh, that's that usually is something people are interested, maybe not from a betting standpoint, but it, probably from a betting standpoint because they're just used to doing it. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that uh, you know you got to be careful about, and uh, and some of the sports have. Uh, people participating that uh, maybe as young as like 15, 16. So you got to kind of watch that too. But you know we do take uh, college sports, and there's guys that are definitely under 18 playing college sports. But at least most of them are 18 and above. But uh, so that's kind of interesting on there. And every state's going to have different house rules. So uh, you know if I know you guys have listeners nationwide, you definitely want to make sure of your house rules and the states you're you're betting in. And and you can see the menu. Uh, across the country is different depending on what state. Uh, some states uh, don't let you do props on players, and it's it's just an interesting way uh, it's developed with this coming on legally at state after state, different times, different commissions, different gaming. Uh, so it's kind of interesting. I think eventually, just because it looks weird and it, it should be, they'll have to have some kind of national <laughs> gaming rules so that we know what we want to take and don't take.
5: Mike Piranio with us right now here on the Green Zone, the Senior Race and Sportsbook Manager over at Mandalay Bay. Uh, Mike, uh, I just want to ask you about baseball real quick. Of course, we're about a week away from the trade deadline, and the San Francisco Giants are still in first place in the NL West. Uh, Obviously, we know in Vegas, uh, a lot more clientele from Southern California coming in than Northern California, but uh, have you started seeing people... Uh, even more casual bettors starting to say, oh, well, we're going to bet on the Giants now because they're still in first place and we're almost in August.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of uh, with the pitching failing in San Diego and the pitching in the at L.A., the Dodgers, uh, because of other reasons, hurting and the the clothes are not doing too well lately. Uh, it, the Giants look awfully good right now, so we are seeing some action back on them. And and it's uh, it's but it's still early. I mean, it's getting later in the season, but it's still enough time for people to make moves. But uh, the way the Giants are playing, they look awfully tough and. Uh, but it's kind of, you know, this week we call it the sleepy week. We had some good UFC last week and some good sports last week. And then this week comes along, and it's kind of a, uh, everyone's kind of gearing up to get here in August for for football, even if it's preseason. You can see people coming in and getting ready for room, room reservations. So uh, other than uh, some big horse racing over the summer, football's going to be it. And, uh, and uh, that's kind of what uh, the situation we're in right now, which, by the way, How'd you like that horse pick? Can you guys bring yes. up anything else
3: for me? <laughs> yes, you, you you have given us a lot of winners. We of course uh, did have the uh, the race there, the Haskell at Monmouth, and uh, you got the winner there. Uh, fortunately, uh, Paco Lopez, who took a tumble late in that race, uh, was no worse for wear, and 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 doesn't and looks like he is going to be okay. But we do have big cards though on on the weekends. Uh, not as quite as big as the Haskell in terms of winning your end for the Breeders' Cup Classic, but Sam, or Del Mar rather getting going San Clemente day out at the Del Mar. Mike, if you handicap this race,
2: no, I didn't, but you know what? I am going out to the Pacific classic and I think it's around August 21st. So, uh, maybe we can do a show with me live calling in from there. Cause uh, it's fun to be out at Del Mar. I go out there multiple times a year and, uh, you know what? the The thing that impressed me in the Haskell—that's the second race in a row. This Hot Rod Charlie was in a speed duel, and we talked about the mm-hmm. horse going out in a speed duel, and that's exactly what happened. But Hot Rod Charlie won't give up. That horse has a lot of heart. He's gonna—he's gonna win, and he's—if they can run him, you know, a couple more times, you know, he might get some good prices. But that horse just doesn't give up. No matter how fast he goes, he's still there at the end, and you don't see that in horse racing a lot, and especially in big. You know, stakes races like the Belmont and the Haskell to go out in the no speed with good horses and not give up. Uh, for those that don't know horse handicapping, that's uh, something special. That horse is special.
3: Mike, uh, a couple events going on later tonight. You did mention UFC, obviously. Not as big of a card as what we saw at T-Mobile a few weeks ago of Poirier and McGregor, but an interesting main event because you've got TJ Dillashaw returning from a two-year suspension for testing positive for EPO. He is fighting Corey Sandhagen in the main event over at the UFC Apex right here in town. Are you just seeing bets against Dillashaw from this standpoint? Because if I'm just looking at the screen and just using that as my sole guidance here, it looks like this is one-way traffic betting against Dillashaw off a two-year layoff.
2: Yeah, it is, Uh, but, you know, I'm not sure that's as uh, uh, detrimental to a UFC fighter. I mean, some of these guys fight way too often, Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe a two-year, you know, boxers take a long time off. Sometimes you see a champion take a year to get back in the ring, but uh, uh, the UFC, uh, they tend to get those fighters out there. Uh, he may have a chip on his shoulder. Uh, you know, it, he was decent before he was suspended. Uh, that's a significant suspension. Uh, but the fact that he's back and in, in on the main event card uh, with the UFC after two years uh, it, they must think he has the talent and he's still a good fighter. He wouldn't be there. Uh, you know, I wouldn't be scared to play him actually uh, just because he's had two years off, may have a chip and and there's a reason he's uh, fighting tonight.
5: He's Mike Peranio of Mandalay Bay, uh the uh, senior race and sports book manager uh for the BetMGM sportsbook at Mandalay Bay. Mike, thanks for being with us today.
2: I appreciate it and thanks for having me on. I forgot to tell you at the beginning. I appreciate that.
6: You course, bet. Paul, absolutely,
5: absolutely. Uh uh Wes always always good information there and uh a quick score update, Wes, in uh, at Fenway Park before we hit a break. How about a little league home run to begin things for the Boston <laughs> Red Sox? PK uh, Hernandez hit one off the top of the Green Monster, had an easy triple. Ukneno Dor throws the ball into the stand, so a little league home run for Boston. One nothing Red Sox after one.
3: Yeah, this isn't your mommy and daddy's Yankees here. Fifty and forty six, and they need to get going in a hurry.
5: When we get back, uh, give you updated. I'll give you an update on on the golf and also uh, the other baseball game going on right now. The Cubs and the Diamondbacks next. Here on the Green Zone on v The Green Zone here on v uh, brought to you by BetMGM. I'm Jeff Parles. He's Wes Reynolds. We're in the same studio today. We're both live uh, at Circa, which is, uh, hey, look, I like being in the same studio, Wes. Uh, That's for sure. Uh, Expected to be back out at uh, uh, where our our guy Mike uh, Peranio is uh, at Mandalay Bay next week. But uh, for at least today and tomorrow, you and I are here together, Wes.
3: Yes, we are, and uh, looking forward to it. Uh, Slower start today with a lot of the baseball Mm -hmm. back-ended, but uh, we're starting to get some big events here. We're starting to get, obviously, closer to football season. We also have the draft, NBA draft, coming up this week. We also have the Olympics now well underway, day one in the books as of this morning. Was it last night or this morning? I don't know. (laughs) They're 16 hours ahead of us where we sit here in Las Vegas and 13 hours ahead of Eastern time zone. So uh, I never know what time it is anymore.
5: Two two baseball games going right now on the north side of Chicago. The Cubs and the Diamondbacks have played to a draw so far, 2-2 in the top of the 7th. Andrew Chafin in, facing Nick Ahmed with a runner on first. Cubs live, still a big favorite, minus 150 with the Diamondbacks, huh? Coming back at plus 120. Again, they've gotten a good outing from Merrill Kelly, their only consistent pitcher so far this year.
3: Yeah, they have. So uh, uh, Chafin going to try to get out of the jam here. All tied at 2 here in the top of the 7th. Uh, looks like it is well under the total. It did take money from 11.5 to 10.5. So, so far, so good. And then we'll flip over to Fenway Park for the other game that just started here at the top of the hour. Mention how Nadia Valdi has been pretty dominant against the Yankees this year. Well, so far, 4 strikeouts out of 5 outs here and uh, looking to get another one against Gittin. So Nadia Ovaldi's had this good good against the New York Yankees all season long.
5: Line currently locked, even though last checked it was Red Sox minus 265. As Chris Giddens will hit one to deep right, and as long as the ball is seen, it was, and it was caught out in right field, and the side is retired. Red Sox leading 1 nothing through an inning and a half. Wes, your guy, Bo Hogue, still leading in the Twin Cities. He did just
3: par the uh, par 5 12, though, had an opportunity. He drove it in the rough, so. Uh... Had a little bit of an opportunity, had to take a drop here, and actually had a uh, about a 10-footer for birdie, and he misses it. So he is currently at 12 under par. He is the leader, as you mentioned. And then just looking down the board here, uh, seeing where the prices are, Bo Hogue right now, actually not the favorite, though, right now. He's 9-2. Cam Tringali, one back at 11 under par, is currently your favorite at 4-1. to I believe they showed the graphic. I forgot the exact number, but is slightly over 300 starts without a win. That is the most of anybody currently on the PGA Tour. So Tringali trying to break through. Uh, some other prices at BetMGM: Matt McNeely eight to one, Johnny Vegas and Gary Woodland nine to one, Cam Champ fourteen to one, along with Adam Hadwin, Roger Sloan, and Charles Schwartzel sixteen to one. Everybody pretty much still available to bet at BetMGM. Low man in the clubhouse though is Pat Perez, ten under par, five under in his round today, a sixty-six. This being a par seventy-one at TPC Twin Cities. So looking behind Hogan, Tringali, Perez, Champ, Jimmy Walker, Gary Woodland, Matt McNeely, Johnny Vegas, Roger Sloan all at 10 under par.
5: A uh, a jumbled leaderboard, to say the very least.
3: Lot, yeah, some young players there kind of looking for their breakthrough, some veterans looking for their breakthrough, like Cam Trangali, some guys that maybe haven't won or contended in a long time, like a Pat Perez, like a Jimmy Walker, uh, also uh, like a Johnny Vegas, who I, I did play this week at 70-1, to 1, so think that he'll stay up there. Charles Schwartzel, another guy hadn't won in a long time, he is also up there as well. One
5: quick baseball thing uh, here, Wes. Uh, just coming out of uh, the Beltway Bowl tonight in Baltimore, the Nats at the Orioles. Uh, Baltimore actually taking the first game of that series, uh, hitting around Patrick Corbin, who has just had a nightmare of a season for the Nats. Max Scherzer, who, as of right now, seems to be the biggest potential piece to move at the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. not going to pitch tonight. It is discomfort in his right tricep, from what Davy Martinez says. John Lester, yes. in place of Max Scherzer tonight.
3: Yeah, and it just got a—it's getting repriced right now. So, uh, gonna lower that favoritism, obviously, on the Washington Nationals. So I'm trying to see it was minus two twenty against Matt Harvey. You did pitch pretty well in his last start. I know it's the Matt Harvey day thing. It's kind of a fade on sports betting Twitter, but going to be a lot less of a price. We shall see, and we may have to wait to update that on the other side of the break here to see what that reprice is going to be with John Lester pitching in Camden Yards tonight.
5: What would you guess? Because Scherzer is minus 220 tonight. Matt Harvey's on the other end for the Orioles, and his struggles are... I'd say buck buck 80, maybe, buck 85 on Lester. Uh, Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. That sounds about right. When we get back, Wes... We're going to look at the late games in baseball in full. We'll also, in a half hour from now, our guy JBT will be doing us. So a lot to look forward to here in the Green Zone as we roll on on a Saturday afternoon at Circa here on Visa in the Sports Betting Network. The VEASAN football betting guides are coming soon, and there's no better way to prepare for the college and football the college and pro football season. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Each guide is only $20, and discounts are available when you buy both. Now is the time to reserve your copy today or sign up for VEASAN All Access. That gets you everything we do through the entire football season. So make sure you take advantage of that as well. VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all of your VEASAN purchasing options. Wes Reynolds to my left. I'm Jeff Parles. Happy to be with you here on a Saturday afternoon on the Green Zone. Wes, uh, before we get into the later games in Major League Baseball, it has not gone well so far for Jamison Tayo. And at Fenway, the Red Sox add another.
3: Yeah, Kevin Ploiecki, a double off the green monster, scores the second run of the game. And look, uh, I wasn't sure how much to buy into Jamison Tyone in terms of his last three starts. He's been very good, but, you know, I think very disappointing. I think the Yankees uh, expected better out of him, a 480 on the ERA, about the same on the XFIP. So, Already two runs in for the Bo Sox with still a man on second, and just one out. So looking for more here to try to drive Mr. Tyon out of the game early.
5: Yeah, uh, Franchi Cordero now at the dish, who has had a... Uh, uh, let's just say it's been a struggle for Mr. Cordero so far this year. He's
3: about the only guy in that lineup that's not hitting.
5: Yeah, no, and again, look, I, I, I was very wrong about Boston pre-series. A season, I should say, Wes. I thought their pitching was going to be so bad that even with the... Star-studded lineup they haven't. Look, there's no doubt that Rafael Devers and J.D. Martinez and Xander Bogarts were going to hit, and They all were in Denver last week for the All-Star game. But it's been the auxiliary pieces for the Red Sox that have pushed that team from, all right, they're, they're going to score a ton of runs but probably not be able to pitch very well. The auxiliary pieces in that lineup, and of course, the starting rotation has pitched well above its head so far.
3: Yeah, it certainly has. Uh really not really a weak spot. Nadie Valdi, I think, has been terrific. Of course, he is on the mound today. Nine and five. Nick Pavetta eight and four. Erod at seven and five. Uh, although the ERA five twenty-three has been a positive regression candidate for a while because his next steps about two runs better. Even Martin Perez, seven and six on the season. Garrett Richards, six and five. So look. These starters, despite the fact that Chris Sale has not come back yet, have absolutely held up right now for Boston and uh, easily going to go over because that was one I was debating on the season win total, and I ended up passing on it because I thought, you know, they're going to be above a 500 team. I don't think they're going to be a contender, but they're certainly proven to be.
5: Wes, let's go to the, uh, the later games in Major League Baseball. A lot of these games will start as soon as Bet Center with Ben Wilson and Josh Towers. Uh, take over here on a network at six o'clock Eastern time, and we'll start in Philadelphia. An important series for both of these teams, who both Atlanta and Phil and Philadelphia are trying to catch the Mets. Uh, the Mets uh, actually have played pretty reasonably since Taiwan Walker uh, uh, flipped what was very close to being a foul ball into three runs. Uh, since then, the Mets have played better and have actually extended their lead on both of these teams. Uh, the Phillies tonight will throw Vince Velasquez, who has uh, been pretty darn inconsistent so far mm-hmm. this year against Drew Smiley uh, for Atlanta, plus 110 on the Braves, minus 130 on Philly On uh, over at Ben MGM. Total 10 and a half. Uh, Wes, I know it's a high total, but you're in that ballpark with Velasquez, who's been very inconsistent, and Smiley, who, to me, when Smiley is, is bad, there are not many worse pitchers uh, and starting rotations anywhere in baseball that are worse than what Drew Smiley does when he is bad. And if he's bad tonight, that is probably a big-time over game in Philadelphia. Well, and you talk
3: about the inconsistency, uh, especially with Vinny V. Yeah. Who, look, we know kind of the problems with Vince Velasquez is he walks too many guys. Correct. And when the walks get up, that's where you can get some big numbers. So that's what concerns me a little bit on taking the Philadelphia side, even though they're certainly getting the money in for all the reasons you mentioned in terms of the fate of Drew Smiley. Philadelphia was a team that I bet a couple weeks ago before the DeGrom injury, and we don't know the latest on that. Philadelphia was the team that I thought could maybe be a comer for the Mets in the NL East. And I went ahead and bet them at 6-1. to one. They are consistently inconsistent, much like Vince Velasquez is on the mound. I do think the bats are going to heat up. Look, the top of the rotation, very good, obviously. If Zach Wheeler, unfortunately, they don't decide these on metrics. If Zach Wheeler uh, had a couple more wins, that's why that stat is so overvalued, you might be getting him for at least some Cy Young consideration. DeGrom's still the rightful favorite, of course, assuming his health uh, gets better and better quickly. But the top end of that Philly pitching staff, I think in terms of Wheeler, Aaron Nola, and he's even been down this year and still been pretty solid above average, but the back end of this rotation, like Vinny B have to get better. So going to leave this one alone. If anything, though, I would take Atlanta. I think this price has gotten a little big, about a 15 to 20 cent rise from the opener.
5: Yeah. And uh, look, I would, again, I'd only look at the total. I I don't trust either of these starting Mm -hmm. pitchers, uh, to bet either way. And, uh, Look, they, the, the Phillies lineup, at least uh, JT Realmuto is scorching hot right now out of the All Star break. And uh, to me, even, even though obviously Harper gets all the attention there, JT Realmuto is their most important and best play. Yes. And if he's going to be hot, Philadelphia at least has a shot. Now I'm not so certain that the Phillies are going to be able to catch the Mets, even with all the injury issues that the Mets have, because that bullpen is still a joke. In Philadelphia, Wes.
3: Yeah, they need to make a move. By the way, the deadline, I believe July 30th is the deadline. Six so days away. Coming up this week, so uh, next Friday. So I would expect that Philadelphia is going to try to make at least some kind of move to go ahead and get some bullpen help because they absolutely need it across the board.
5: Let's look at another game that starts at 6 uh, o'clock Eastern time. We'll go to Miami. Uh, the Marlins. The Marlins, Wes, uh maybe uh, may heading towards being one of those teams that's just going to Sell and then tank on out the rest of the season. Uh, a brutal start after the All Star break for them. The Padres are going to send uh, Ryan Weathers to Mount. Ross Detweiler, the expected starter for Miami Padres, up to minus two or excuse me, minus one sixty right now. Uh, even money on the run line. Marlins plus one forty total a nine here. Wes, look the the Padres at this point they have to take advantage of every weak team on their schedule because even though they're going to be a playoff team, Wes. There is a huge old difference, obviously, between between being Team 3 and even Team 2 in that NL West.
3: Yeah, and uh, I think it's Braxton Garrett tonight. Okay, so that was uh, a late
5: change. So it looks like like Deadwire will be coming in after Garrett. Yeah,
3: so it'll be a bullpen game. But where I'd be looking here in terms of this game, I would be looking at the over. Ryan Weathers is not a guy that really goes deep into games. That's a guy that they use their bullpen a little bit. My concern for the Padres long-term is, is I think maybe Jace Tingler. You know, when you use that bullpen, that adds up early in the season. You don't worry about it in April and May, but around August and September, these guys start to have a little wear and tear. So, Seeing the over get bet here, still some 8.5 juice the over at minus 120. I think it's minus 125 at BetMGM. Also some nines out there. I think the over money is well-placed.
5: When we get back, Wes, we'll look at some 7 o'clock Eastern games of Major League Baseball, and also your guy Bo Hogue with a big par save on 13 to keep his lead in the Twin Cities. We're back with more next here on The Green Zone on V-CIN.
1: 2025 QX80, coming this summer.
5: Bet more on the final score with One Game Parlay. At BetMGM, the One Game Parlay is an exciting feature designed help you make selections within a single game from over 400 bet types, including team and player props. Log in to BetMGM or sign up now to try the one-game parlay. If you're signing up for an account, make sure you use the bonus code VSIN600, and your first bet will be risk free up to $600. It's a new customer only, paid in free bets. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older to place a wager. Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia only. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey and Pennsylvania and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. one 800 with it in Indiana. In Tennessee, call or text Redline 1-800-889-9789. And promotional offer not available in Nevada. It is the Green Zone here on v I'm Jeff Parles. He's Wes Reynolds. And Wes, uh, well, a little bit of an update here.
3: Yeah, if you're all watching this 3M Open and wondering what happened to Ricky Fowler, he was once tied for the lead. He took an 8 on the 18th hole, and he finishes oh. 6-under bar, just 1-under on his round. So now, from the lead to T31. So golf happened to Ricky Fowler just, have not been able to avoid those mistakes. Has been showing a little bit of life, but thought he might be in the mix here, but now he has tumbled down the leaderboard. Bo Hogue, by the way, still your one-shot leader over a host of players at 11-under, that being Jimmy Walker, Gary Woodland, Cam Tringali, and Maverick McNeely.
5: I'll ask you this right now, Wes. As you're looking at the live board, uh, Tringali is your betting favorite at MGM still at 4-1. to one. Uh, Hogue who leads at plus four fifty, Mab McNeely at plus five fifty, and then Woodland at seven plus seven fifty, everyone else ten to one a longer. Is there anyone on the board that you look at those live numbers and may and think it may be worth a shot here? Well, uh and it's not too far down the board, but a guy that's been playing some decent
3: golf very quietly this year is Charles Schwartzel at 161. He was in the mix in Dallas, didn't get it done, but Charles Schwartzel at 16-1, to 1. I think he's kind of over that wrist injury that he had last year. Of course, remember, this guy was a former top-20 player in the world, Masters champion, when nobody had ever heard of him. And it's like, this dude's a top-20 player in the world. Maybe you should hear from him, but he's had some injuries, hasn't won in a few years. So Charles Schwartzel at 16-1, to 1. maybe Chez Reavy, because almost out of my own fear, because, you know, when I put this outright card together, and I do my, maybe six, seven guys in a full-field tournament on a given week. And usually there's one to two to three that I leave off that were very close. Jez Reeve was one of those guys. So that's just out of my own fear. It's like, I'm not on him, so he's going to win. So he is out there at 20 to one and just a couple back of the lead.
5: Oh, your leader. Uh, everyone on the back nine right now uh, in the Twin Cities, uh, in just outside of Minneapolis and Blaine, Minnesota. Oh, uh, look at this, Wes Reynolds. The Arizona Diamondbacks trying to not join the ranks of the 1997 Phillies as only the second team in the last 55 years in the NL to start the season 30-70. and 70. A three-run seventh. They have a 5-2 lead on the Cubs right now.
3: They do a double by Cabrera. Scores Ahmed and Varsho here in the top of the seventh. So now 5-2 as and that is caught in the nice ivy. Play. What an absolute catch by Smith. Uh jason hayward or who was that i believe that was hayward that about took him deep so a nice catch in the ivy good defense for the d-backs five to two here bottom of the seventh one out
5: five two as we said and again what what a play by paven smith out in dead center yeah to rob jason hayward of what would have been at least two maybe even three bases yeah went right into
3: the ivy so uh Jason Hayward out now Nico Horner up to bat but one out here bottom of 7 52 Snakes
5: Let's uh Wes uh, one other update in Major League Baseball as we uh continue on here before looking at the late games in MLB the uh the Yankees and the Red Sox Red Sox score run in the first score run in the second leading Two to nothing as they go to the bottom of the third inning. Sox minus three thirty at home at Fenway.
3: Yeah, Yankees had a little bingo going here to start the third. Two first two men reach double play by LeMahieu, and then Brett Gardner strikes out. So nothing uh, doing there for the Yanks. Now going bottom of third, two no nothing. Both Sox.
5: Let's uh, let's let's go to the late games in Major League Baseball here tonight. The most intriguing one again, uh, a big series in Milwaukee, and we got a. An awesome pitching matchup last night where Freddie Peralta only went four innings uh, and uh, the Brewers' offense exploded late in a 7-1 win against the White Sox, a six-run seventh, ending up being the difference uh, there at AmFam Park in Milwaukee. Tonight, pitching matchup is even better than the Giolito-Peralta matchup of last night. Carlos Rodan a, uh, a top three favorite in AL Cy Young mm-hmm. Markets against Corbin Burns, who uh, again, uh, didn't pitch well in the All-Star game, but has been fabulous this year for Milwaukee. Over uh, the consensus odds at VEASAN.com, the White Sox, the Road Dog tonight, a plus-110 Brewers, minus-130, and a low total of seven West.
3: I think a lot of people have been waiting to see if Carlos Rodon and Lance Lynn, let's mention him too, are going to regress at some point, and they really have not. They are very much, I think, Cy Young contenders in the American League, so... uh You know, what I'd be looking at here, I I didn't really have a side, but I would be looking at the under even though it is 7 here. Maybe a small lean to Corbin Burns, but if you look, Carlos Rodon, best season of his career, 226 XERA, 292 on the XFIP, 13 strikeouts per 9 innings. The walk rate and the home run rate has also been reduced from years past, and really because the velocity on that fastball is up for Carlos Rodon. And then you look on the other side of Corbin Burns, second best XERA in baseball at 178. Strikeout rate just slightly better than Carlos Rodon at 13.13. Walk rate about one and a half walks per nine innings. And the home run rate astonishingly low at 0.28 home runs per nine innings. So this control has been absolutely insane for Corbin Burns. Uh, I think he's got a good matchup from a pitching standpoint here because he's going to go to his cutter a little bit more. Chicago kind of has a little bit of trouble at that pitch, and then uh, the off-speed pitches have only allowed 11 hits this season for Corbin Burns, so he gets dudes out not only on his cutter but also on his slider but also on his curveball. So I'm going to look to the under seven in this spot.
5: By the way, uh, Wes, uh, we have a repost of the line in the Beltway game with uh, Max Scherzer getting scratched. John Lester replacing him, and the Nats are only minus uh, minus thirty five, minus one thirty five. So, I almost a ninety cent move. Yes. because of the change in pitcher.
3: Well, and and I do look at Lester's numbers, and I kind of do understand that he has not had great numbers. I know everybody because it becomes a thing; it becomes like a meme almost on Twitter, where it's like, "Okay, Matt Harvey Day, Matt Harvey Day," because he's four and ten and has a seven thirteen ERA. Had a nice shutout start in Kansas City a couple weeks ago. So, you know, that's why I'm at least a little bit careful of doing that just total fade of a guy because he can get against the right lineup and maybe turn it around. You look at John Lester's numbers, 499 ERA, 513 on the XFIP, Lester only striking out about 6.27 per nine innings, and the walks are still pretty high. And they usually kind of are with John Lester at about three and a half walks per nine innings. So that's always a concern. You get allow free base runners. And, of course, we know John Lester, pretty easy pitcher to run on.
5: Yes, uh, well, there's always been uh, the, yes. the yips uh, on the pickoff throws through the years. And that's uh, the way, the totals up to ten and a half. Not really a shock there with the change in pitchers. Uh, again, it's Matt Harvey on the other end. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it could be a lot of runs. And already a great hitters ballpark in Baltimore at Camden Yards. Uh, Mets and Blue Jays will go to City Field here, Wes. Good pitching matchup again. Hinch and Ryu will go for the Jays. Taiwan Walker, who the last time we saw him only got one out in Pittsburgh in that disastrous yes. first inning uh, last Sunday. Uh, the Jays are a slight favorite, minus one fifteen on the road. Mets won this matchup yesterday, three nothing. Tyler McGill pitched great. Pete Alonso hit a pair of homers. Total eight and a half here. Jay's, as I said, a slight road favorite.
3: Yeah, and when you're looking at some of the numbers, I wonder if there's still some regression, at least a little bit left in Taiwan Walker. 299 ERA, but a 408 on the XFIP. Uh, batting average balls in play, which can measure luck. League average about three for a pitcher. He is at two sixty one. So maybe another start where you are gonna get some regression from Taiwan Walker. The concern a little bit though is obviously the Mets bullpen, even though Diaz has had a struggle, still better than the Toronto bullpen. So not sure if I really wanna lay this in terms of like a full game, but Maybe be looking at Toronto first five, and I see like a dollar thirty out there at BetMGM. Maybe uh, some dollar twenty eights out there as well. So obviously, we recommend shop around. But if I'm going to bet Toronto here. I'm looking first five.
5: Uh, I would look first five as well. Uh, again, Ryu has uh, again. It's been good. Hasn't mm-hmm. been great, but mm-hmm. he's been good uh, this year. And again, the Jays trying to stay in the mix in the American League East. Had a two, had two really bad games yes. against Boston this yes. week in the uh, finales in Buffalo before they head back home. Finally, north of the border to Toronto at the Rogers Center. But again, Wes, this is a team that's really has got. We've gotten a feel from this all year. They're a team that screams, all right, 2021 is the year that they take that quantum leak forward.
3: Yeah, I think so. I think we're a year early on the Toronto Blue Jays. I know some people were kind of looking at them as possible futures down the board. Maybe a team that can catch Boston or Tampa in the AL East. I don't anticipate that is going to happen. Let's let's see if they can get into uh, one park per season, please. Uh, maybe before we think the Toronto Blue Jays are going to make this leap, because, look, they've been very solid this year. Keep in mind, they're about to be on their third home ballpark of the season. Yes, They were in Dunedin, Florida. Then they were in Buffalo, I believe, at the end of the month. I forgot the date. I think it's the 30th or the 31st. They're going to be back in 30th. Toronto.
5: Yep. but yes. uh, the next next Friday against uh, the Royals will be the first game back Uh and also, too, Wes, the last time that Toronto had a home game in Toronto in 2019, the opponent, the Kansas City Royals. Yep.
3: So, uh, going full well, circle there. Well, the way the Royals are playing, that's a welcome sight yes. for Blue Jays fans.
5: <laughs> yes. Uh, the Royals did snap Detroit's long winning streak last night, though.
3: And he just kind of had a feeling, because all of a sudden, wh- when a streak gets mentioned, it's like, well, the Tigers have won seven in a row. Insta fade. Yeah. It's to fade because then everybody's going to get on them. And then, of course, Kansas City now, 15 under 500, did snap the third streak.
5: Yeah, I, I, it's been a uh, wayward year for the Royals after a really good start early. When we get back, JVT, down at the Tobo our senior NBA analyst here at the network, going to join us next. We're going to look at 2022 futures. also look at the Olympic Games for men's basketball with our guy, JVT. Next on the Green Zone on V-SIT.